Christy. Aloha. Back once again with the Renegade Wreck episode. Here we I go. I don't know. I don't know where the, I don't know where that introduction was going. It's like it's been so long since we've done one of like this type of episode specifically. The part A, as I like to call it in my yeah, head. the bit where we actually recommend stuff to each other. But the last time we did this was like last year, so <laughs> almost yeah. What even happens? I don't remember. Um, anyway, the 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 basic premise of this show is that we will recommend something to each other and then go away, take about a take a couple of weeks or you know six months. And then come back and talk about what we thought of the thing. So, let's just let's just fucking do it. Let's just let's dive do straight it. in. What you got for me? I have for you a manga. What's one of those? I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. It's a book, but it has pictures and words in like art in a sequential manner. You know, you'll get it. It'll be okay. This this sounds like the devil's business. <laughs> It is. This is a, a manga called uh, The Night Beyond the Tricornered Window by Tomoko Yamashita, and it's a yaoi. Now, weirdly enough, I've never heard of manga, but I know what yaoi is. That's so weird. That's weird yeah. how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that one of... Someone on Twitter was, like, doing a thread about it, and I, this was months ago, and I saw you, like, liking it, and I was like... <gasps> I'll just wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> You'll bide your time I'll like a dragon on its horde. Yeah, and I was like, I'll just sit on this one. So, first up, Tricorder Window is a yaoi manga, and it has absolutely no sex in it. <laughs> I'm gonna just get that out there right now. Like, And this is like the most me piece of shit story <laughs> that I could possibly give you and it's it's I say that with total admiration and I love it and I will explain what I mean in a moment but first let's give the rundown of what the story actually is okay so there is a guy named Kosuke Mikado who can see spirits and ghosts and he's a bit reserved and skittish because of this ability comes across another man named Rito um, Hayakawa who is an exorcist and he strong arms Mikado into being his assistant and because his abilities enhance his own abilities so they work together and they can do this exorcism stuff a lot better and they start working together and they solve a variety of cases and slowly it becomes apparent that there is a lot more to the characters and the story's ability to be enticing and unnerving and the title's overall capacity for depth and this is again you'll understand what I mean once you read it and it is a yaoi title, but it doesn't have any overtly sexual stuff in it. It's angsty, and I love that stuff. So, yeah, I'm really excited for you to to read it. Is it not like do you remember any of this from? It rings a bell. Cool, cool. Like when you started describing it, I was like, yeah, that sounds like the premise for a yaoi. <laughs> yeah, I. I love the tension of uncertainty and restraint within romance and or really between any two characters within any kind of emotion. I tend to like stories where emotions and communication isn't entirely clear cut and that there are levels or perceived levels to like any given text and to find all that within a title that is 100% unmistakably yaoi without utilizing any of the really common genre slash publication 
uh, I guess, tropes or expected aspects of storytelling <laughs> yeah. is, is really, really cool. And especially because it's available in English. Like, I can't stress enough that this is a very unusual title that we should uh, support because <laughs> it's amazing that it even came over here at all. It's not, it's normal, you know, it's going to sell Yaoi. And it's so funny because it's one of the best-selling ones on Sublime which is like a Maui, a Yaoi uh, publisher. They're a subset of, oh my God. Are, are they based in Maui? No. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be too perfect. I think you'll really like it. It's a little creepy. I mean, I'm fine with it not having overt depictions of sex, I guess. <laughs> this is something like up with, up with which I am willing to put, I suppose. But... It does remind me of a piece of writing advice that I remember hearing was that your your characters shouldn't have to kiss for the readers to understand that they're in love. Yeah. So I think this is kind of a similar thing, only instead of kissing, it's, you know, butt touching. <laughs> yeah, the way I think of it is, okay, have you ever seen 2005's Pride and Prejudice directed by Joe Wright? Who was in that? The Keira Knightley. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you know the scene where Mr. Darcy, after he helps Elizabeth into the carriage at Pemberley, and he like it zooms in on his hand. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's the feeling you get while reading this entire <laughs> thing. It's like that particular kind of romantic tension, and that the fact that there is no overt kissing or like sexual stuff, it makes it more. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's very yeah. gothic. <laughs> Lots of, like, lingering glances. Yeah. Across a room and things like that. That I just absolutely am a complete loser for. I love that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I really do. If you had to liken it to, like, anything else in terms of, like, like tone or aesthetic or, like, anything. I mean, you've got a fairly oh. good... You've got oh. a fairly good understanding of both, like, the yaoi, like, genre and also my interactions with it. Because... I basically, I tend to only read ones that you've, like, told me about. I've cleared. I've cleared for reading. <laughs> when I first, like, properly got into reading Yaoi, I just went to you and it was like, give me a list. And you did. And I went and I bought them. Yes. You you got me Yaoi for my birthday. That's the kind of I relationship sure that we have. <laughs> I sure did. Volume 6 com- of, uh, what's it called? Comes out soon. Crimson Spell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually, I, I realized when I was sorting my books, um, I I already had a copy of volume one of Crimson Spell <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I had, and I had read it and thought, damn, I really need to get the rest of those. And then lo and behold, on my birthday, no less, in a fancy bag, they turn up from, from my friend Christy over the internet. <laughs> I like to give, you know. <laughs> Specific, you like to give homosexual porn i sure do uh like not 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 to everyone i'm assuming no like, no it's like on an as needed basis <laughs> as needed, yes exactly uh for tricorded window another thing i have to bring it up because i'm me and it's very obvious and it's like the thing everyone's waiting for and by everyone i mean i don't know richard probably <laughs> or one listener <laughs> <laughs> uh is it's also it very much reminds me of Mulder and Scully and the X-Files and, you know... That this, famous Yowie. That X-Files. famous Yowie, the X-Files. <laughs> Just that unbelievable chemistry and tension of, like, oh my god, their hands touched. I can't believe this. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the whole week, you're just like, my god. 
I can't believe it. Like that's this type of story. And to, for me to find <laughs> stories like that and recapture that very specific type of feeling is just the best. I I love it. Your online handle contains the word Scully. So it does. Like yeah. that's that. I realize this isn't a comparison that you make lightly. <laughs> I don't. I want, I need you to know that I really don't. So <laughs> that's like top praise for me. It's not only that. It's it's that's like wow. That's a stamp of approval from me. For Do you sure. reckon there were like in the nineties there were like X Files Dujinshi? Um of like, <laughs> of like Mulder getting stuff done to his butt by aliens. No and yes. I mean most of it's <laughs> most of it's fan fiction. And it wouldn't be the aliens, it would be Crycheck, who is a character in the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Mulder Crycheck uh slash <laughs> It's kind of all you could get in the X-Files fandom. Unless you were going to do with Skinner, which it w- most people didn't choose to cross that line, frankly. It was, it was the spurk of its day. In a way, yeah. <laughs> get all reminisce Yeah. Wow. Love it. <laughs> Though I didn't, at the time, I didn't read a lot of that type of fan fiction. <laughs> but uh, I went back over the years. You know? gotta find new things we've both read fan fiction from the days where one could reasonably expect to see fruit listed in the tags <laughs> i was just gonna say they were really called lemons at the time so <laughs> you know things change and you gotta change with the times i've learned so much i'm out of it with a lot of stuff when it comes to fandom stuff i'm like oh this is the new term i gotta file that away keep that one i don't want to get caught unawares <laughs> you know like like sherlock holmes you've got like a wall of like indexes yeah, I don't know my own phone number, though. You're like, Watson, pass me my files. <laughs> well, the X-Files, we're getting way off, but the X-Files fandom had, like, <laughs> the most intense, I'm not kidding, the most intense, like, abbreviations and, like, fan terms for things in the show that, like, in any given paragraph, they'll just be these nonsense string of letters, and you're like, okay. But if you knew it, you're like, all right, and you can just translate it in your head. <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> What is this, Gravity Falls? Yeah. Is it available in books or oh, yeah. digital books? It is currently digitally only, but it's doing really, really well. And I think they are eventually going to do books. But it's from Sublime and they're an online and they can do it through if you have an electronic ebook that way. But they also sell PDFs or, you know, what have you. I've so I could them all. I could like buy a I could like buy a PDF from yeah. these dudes. I've never done that from them. I don't know. I just usually send it through my my little. Electronic You've got book. like an e-reader. Yeah. yeah. My special magic book. There is an iPad in the house that I use. Then yeah, I think I think I could, it should could, maybe I could give that a try. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Sublime Publishing. There's five volumes currently. The sixth one's on its way. I don't think it has a release date yet. Which is a bummer. Okay, so um, what was it called again? I've completely forgotten. It has the longest name, and even I'm like, <laughs> all I usually remember is Tricornered Window. The Night Beyond the Tricornered Window. I always, in my head, I'm like, the night past or night below <laughs> the Tricornered Window. I need you at some point to send those words to I me in text will. form over the internet. I can so do I that. Can, so I can remember them. I can do that, and I can send you the direct link to the website and everything. Nice. Do all those things. Uh, okay, so the night, the tricornered window. Um, <laughs> yep. yep, yep. Uh, a yaoi manga. Uh, who's the author? Tomoko Yamashita. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I will send you that as well. <laughs> if you're playing along at home and you want to read it, then, you know, it'll, the name will be in the episode description. So just copy and paste it, you lazy asshole. <laughs> I don't know why I have such an adversarial relationship with the audience, but there we go. <laughs> um, okay, so for you, okay, and uh, to continue the weavery, Yay. I have an anime. Yay! I don't know if it's one that you've watched. Oh, there's it's one that, that I... risk. Yeah, this this is like this is the danger with recommending anime and manga to Christy, which I t- which I very rarely do, even though, like the the episode that this follows on from, I did that exact thing. You did so. Maybe so. Maybe I'm a liar, but um, now a bit of a backstory. Have oh you ever heard of a free to play collectible card browser game called Token Rambu? No. Right. The basic premise is there are these guys who look like demon samurai who are going back in time and messing with history. You play this character called a Sanua or a sage who basically has a collection of like famous swords from throughout Japanese history and through magic is able to turn them into pretty men. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, of course. And occasionally boys. Um, and then they, they each, they've got like a, you know, they've each got their own like appearance and personality and stuff. Um, now that game is only available in Japan and only available in Japanese, so that's not what I'm recommending for you. Bummer. In 2016, they released a, a tie-in anime called Token Ranbu Hanamaru. It's 12 episodes, and you know how in a, like a lot of properties, the various like day-to-day like domesticity type stories are often left to the realm of fan fiction yes this anime is basically that i mean it kind of like presupposes you have prior knowledge of like the setup but even if you don't which i didn't going in (laughs) i was like okay sure because like at at the start it gives you this like intro about like this i think they're called like the history retrograde army which are the guys who are going back in time and it's like it's very very dramatic and like you get this like voiceover from one of the characters who's explaining the setup and then eventually like it cuts away from like the sort of the demons and the swords and things and it's just these like anime dudes lounging around on a on like on like a ranch basically and we must travel back in we who are born from swords must travel back in time ta- you're not paying attention are you <laughs> and it just like trails off and it like every episode it's different because it's it, the intro is narrated by a different character. It's obviously one of those things where they've gone. No matter what kind of anime dude you're into, there's one here <laughs> that should do it for you. Thank God. Like for the for the kids, um, obviously there's like different kinds of swords. There's different like you know yeah. There's like Wakazashi and Tanto and Uchikatana, and it goes up to like spears and <laughs> like heavy spears and halberds and stuff. And, you know, so the, the spears are all these, like, really burly dudes because they're the biggest. And then you've got the Tanto who tend to be all these, like, boys. And they're all, like, most of the swords that they are were made by the same swordsmith. So they consider themselves brothers. And there's, like, there's, like, 15 of them. Oh, God. <laughs> and um, it's one of those things. It's it's because it's got such, like, a large cast. It's a little bit like Transformers where there's... <laughs> I don't know if that sounds... Bit. I know that sounds weird, but there's so many char- there's so many characters, but it tends to focus on a few, and then you get like a sort of rotating, like supporting cast. 
Yeah. And you'll eventually like pick out your favorites and stuff. I love it. Like a lot, a lot of these dudes were, you know, did sort of put me in mind of like that could almost be like there's a thing that happens in Transformers fan art where they get drawn <laughs> as humans. Yeah. And well, there's that whole storyline where they have like their holo forms or whatever. Yeah, uh, the holo matter, holo yeah. matter avatars, where Transformers can project like a hologram body of say a human. I love Just seeing like that because it never around. it every character that came up I was like who I was like oh my god <laughs> I didn't think that I did it's not what I would have thought you looked like but I love it the anyway. thing that the thing that really annoys me about that is there was the character in that there was a character in more than meets the eye called Skids oh yeah, yeah his whole his whole entire arc in the comic was about having amnesia and on the two <laughs> times you see his hollow matter avatar one looks like Matt Smith and one looks like Christopher Eccleston neither of them look like Paul McGann the one Doctor Who who had amnesia. <laughs> Fuck you, James Roberts. <laughs> no, no, no one would. No one would get the reference. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair. No, they would. We would have. And that's all that matters. Yeah, this is already hitting a lot of my very particular things. I really like that anime does that other things don't <laughs> do. That also anime gets shit for. So one is a gigantic cast of basically inanimate objects turned into people. This happens a lot. <laughs> I love it's it. It's a very, like, anime premise. Yeah. And also, it's, like, my my favorite little phrase I've invented. I think I've invented. Maybe I read it somewhere. I don't know anymore at this point. But it's it sounds like a, a Chekhov's gun holster show where it's, like, the, the plot is already somewhere else, but that's not this. This is, like, we're going to cook some food and, like, <laughs> hang out and yeah. gripe and bitch about who has to take out the garbage. And I love that shit. <laughs> it's the wailing encyclopedia chapters of Moby Dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I love. And another thing that anime does a lot is it does that a lot. Fan fiction for Western media a lot of the time is the plot so it's plot and there's drama and things are happening. It's like a lot of the fan fiction is like, let's have a coffee shop AU where they just have to like talk about life and serve coffee sometimes, you know? <laughs> like it's this deliberate intentional slowing everything down and getting a chance to do something with these characters that you never really get to see them do, whether yeah. it's, you know be normal people or whatever and anime does that a lot too but it does it itself within its own format so like attack on titan is this huge giant franchise of murderous zombie giants and you know omnidirectional gear and it's cool and this and that but they also have this other series where it's basically a high school au where everyone shits around and <laughs> goofs off yeah i remember seeing that when I, when I worked in a bookshop, I remember that came in. I was like, yeah. okay, sure. Maybe that one has less nationalism. We can't, <laughs> you know, we can only hope. We can only hope. I would hope. You know, they're in school. Whatever. But <laughs> that freaking show. But in like older series like Magic Knight Ray Earth would have the Omex at the end where it's like a one or two goofy skit of them eating or like walking through the forest and things like that. And... Uh, I just always like that about anime. It's charming. It could be the most dramatic show in the world and it will still have official art where it's like, we're hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a thing that I've thought about, um, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. It tends to not... I mean, a lot of like the sort of like fan discussion that, I've, that I see of it and some of the, like, the fan works and fan art and stuff, it tends to just be very, very low-key. Like... There's a, I think there's a bit at the end of the Avengers where they where they go to like a restaurant. <laughs> the shawarma, they, yeah. Yeah, where they just sit around <laughs> and eat. And I I saw that so much, and it's like those kind of like low, 
low key, not low key, but low key <laughs> moments. It kind of comes back to a thing that I saw online where someone was saying that they realized that the reason that they felt sort of dissatisfied with the Marvel films is that they realized the filmmakers were never going to make the superheroes friends. And yeah. there's like, you know, a lot of the stuff is like people taking it upon themselves to do that work, to do that work themselves, you know, which is like the whole sort of reason for existence for fan works yeah. is to show the stuff that like n- nobody would put like 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 we're never gonna get an x-men movie where they play baseball <laughs> <laughs> but the issues of the x-men co- of the x-men comics where they play baseball are some of people's favorites it's like you know it's like the episode of deep space nine where they play baseball oh my god any episode where anyone plays baseball the best episode of sailor stars is when they play baseball there's this there's the steven universe episode where they play baseball amazing one of the best despite the fact that as i've established on twitter baseball is not real and the americans (laughs) made it up to fuck with us it's real how about yeah how comes nobody's ever heard of it outside of america it's probably true it's real though even you know there's like even like cricket is played in like (laughs) india and australia and places who 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 else plays baseball no one oh my god i would love to take you to a baseball game you will it's gonna happen uh, it'll at some be point. the most some surreal experience for you because it's you go <laughs> it i don't know it's it's you go and there's all these weird rituals and chanting and you have to know what to do certain things at certain times and it's so embedded in so many american that's, people that they don't think a, about it christy that's not a sport that's a cult what yeah, you're describing no, is, is a cult it's i'm telling you if, if, no, I, if this, I was good at writing thing. I would write magical story about baseball because it's magic. I will stand by that weird argument every time. It's what it is. It's people is living just, out it, ritualistic magic. It's amazing. I love I, baseball. I, I, have, I have always known that at some point in our friendship, I will be taken to a baseball game. Oh, and yeah. I, I think it's important for that friendship that you know that at the second we sit down, I will turn to you and say, I want to leave. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> But you won't be able to because it's a baseball game and you're crammed in the middle of this aisle that took you 15 <laughs> minutes to get to your seat that doesn't fit and you have no room to move. So you're you're there now. I'll sit down and then I'll hear like a handcuff yeah. close, And then a man and will throw down. a hot dog at you. <laughs> I mean, there are worse things to be to have thrown at one, I guess. I mean, you can have whatever food you want thrown at you, but it's going to get thrown at you. And if you don't catch it, everyone around you will clap. <laughs> it's very sarcastic and terrible. Loves the thermidor, my good man. Play it on me. <laughs> But baseball, not in. Uh, do they play baseball in this anime? It's the kind of anime it's huge where... in Japan. You're like, oh, no one plays baseball. The Japanese do. Fuck I know. Yeah, yeah, they do. They have different rules though. <laughs> they can't cohabitate baseball. They don't. They don't play baseball. But it's the kind of anime where it wouldn't be out of place if they did. Perfect. This is the cool thing about it is like it does still show them going on missions, which is ostensibly what the story is quote unquote about. But it, that tends to be, you know, it's like it's all done in furtherance of character arcs. It's all, it's, you know, every time they go on a mission, it's to further someone's character. Which is, like, as far as I understand it, is an actual mechanic of the game. Hmm. Where, you know, because a lot of it's to do with time travel. And a lot of the time it's these characters who are swords going off and doing training to become stronger. And a lot of the time it involves going and, like, meeting their like former owners it's sort of it's interesting like how they've derived like characterization from inanimate objects like there's one character who was a sword 
who was owned by Oda Nobunaga, and like uh, Nobunaga like had his name like in like carved into the blade, and which like manifests on the character as a tattoo. And this, you know, character sort of talks about how he was, you know, he was he was a trophy because like because he'd been owned by like as a sword had been owned by so many powerful men he was a trophy and he was very very seldom used for battle so he kind of sees himself i think the like the way that he phrases it is he sees himself as, as a caged bird and you know it's it's almost like phrased as as if he was these men's like mistress <laughs> and it's kind of left like an impact on him and it's it and it's so weird to think that it's like it's a sword, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a piece of metal. But but that's what I like about these type of shows, especially, I mean, and there's so many, and there's one, oh god, there's one coming out about instruments, but they're all oh, men. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's, it's stuff like that, and I guess from the outside, if you're not used, I don't know, you know, like, I'm into fan stuff. <laughs> And I, it's hard to think about it from the outside. I'm into fan stuff and anime and like, it doesn't phase me. I'm like, oh, a show about sentient pianos. Cool. You know, like I don't, it doesn't, (laughs) nothing, you know, nothing's phasing me at all. I'm just going with it. There was, there was a show when I was a kid called Oscar's Orchestra about like living instruments. And it was like a grand piano called Oscar who was voiced by Dudley Moore. But he wasn't like a pretty anime man. He was a piano. <laughs> he was a piano that talked. Yeah, I mean, he could different. fly, which I I don't <laughs> okay. think pianos I don't think pianos can do. But and, you know, it was like in it, it it like in a world where in a world where <laughs> music is banned, they're like the oh underground resistance of these like sentient instruments. And it's like you wow. could take that exact premise, make all the instruments beautiful anime men, and it would fit right in. It would, no hesitation. You know what my main thought was when I was watching this? What? Was, I want to see someone do something like this with Thomas the Tank Engine. (laughs) You know what? I think it's because it's a combination of one, I'm already a weeb, two, the fan art. I've seen seen fan art of Thomas, like My Little Pony characters made human. I've seen fan art of Thomas the Tank Engine characters made human. Like, it's just normal to me. I'm like, yeah, no, of course. Why wouldn't you do that? Because of a thing that I tweeted like a, f- a few weeks ago, I, I like I, I did, a, you know, I did kind of like look, pop my head back into like the Thomas the Tank Engine fandom on Tumblr and found <laughs> out that that thing exists. And there are people who were very mad about the train show for the under fives. But I also did see a lot of fan art that kind of reimagined it as like a psychosexual mecha anime. <laughs> and I'm like, I'd watch that. <laughs> but like, I'd also, you know, I'd also watch something like this, like a very sort of low key domestic Thomas the Tank Engine Human AU. Yeah. That's, that's, yes. I would also watch that. And for some people, they're like, but why? And I'm like, but why not? Like, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> it's not beyond the realms of possibility, considering that a tweet I saw mere days ago was that there's a Disney, like, game that's like this, that's reimagined Iago, the parrot, voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Ah, uh, okay. I had it's to research like... that, because I was like, if this is real, I'm going to eat my hat and play this game. <laughs> So, no, that was not a real one. That was someone making a joke about... Um, Bugger. We wouldn't know because we don't play... Oh, uh, swords. Sword people don't care about the sword people. Nintendo. Damn it. Fire Emblem. There it is. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, took me a second. If you put that into Google, Fire Emblem would come up. Yeah. Sword people don't give a care. Nintendo. Question mark. Fire Emblem. Oh, that's the name. Did you mean Fire Emblem? <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's like some Fire Emblem character we wouldn't recognize because we wouldn't. And it vaguely matches Iago. Oh, so. man, I'm gutted. I know. I was really, I was like, on my phone, I was like, Play Store, Dis- Disney, Disney Otomi, <laughs> Disney Otomi game. Go, go search. And it, like, nothing came up. And I was like, what? What is happening? So I had to, like, Google it. And I was like, oh. I've been had. I've been got. My dumbass. I'm searching. <laughs> Propagated fake news. It's still a good joke. You know, it's still funny. It's fine. We didn't we didn't understand the joke, but I liked it and I learned something. If understanding Fire Emblem is the price <laughs> I have to pay to to get that joke, then the price is too high. You're gonna scroll down and scroll down and scroll down un untweet. <laughs> I'm gonna have to issue an apology on Twitter. <laughs> I apologize for liking this. I've I've milkshake ducked myself. But yeah, that's the type of thing I'm talking about, though. If it was, like, some game about <laughs> Disney <laughs> animal sidekicks turn humans and you can date them. <laughs> it's just saying it out loud. I'm like, shut up, you dumb <laughs> But it's still true. The people deserve to know. <laughs> I, I date them. I knew it. I do um, everyone too. I play all the characters. I'd see all the endings because that's who I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Token Ranbu Hanamaru, twelve episode anime. Do you remember that thing? The thing that we do a show about? Um, oh, it's that. It's on yeah. Crunchyroll. I'm, cool. I'm given to understand it is on Crunchyroll. Did you? We share an account. <laughs> Did you watch it on mine? So Not I could just Click it. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I watched it, it through through illicit means. Oh, <clears> that's fine. I'm lazy. <laughs> I, I have I pay for a Crunchyroll account and I want you to know I will still download anime that is available on Crunchyroll <laughs> because I am yeah, also lazy can, and I'm very then you weird. Can have it. Then I can have it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I like to compare subtitles translations. <laughs> Do you know how many copies of Yuri on Ice I've downloaded? Oh my god. <laughs> Three. All that, all that work just to see Victor's name spelled a different way. <laughs> Victor's name spelled a different way. I want to see. I like seeing the scene. <laughs> We're going off the rails again. I like seeing the scene where um, Victor talks about, you know, oh, have you ever had a girlfriend? Because in the actual Japanese, it's not girl. He doesn't say girlfriend. So I was like, oh, how are yeah, people translating it? Yeah. So, I'm, so I was like, hmm, Crunchyroll, what's this about? And then I got off track and I just started downloading three different, you know, suppers. <sighs> those, are the kind of, those, those are the kind of lives that we lead. This, this is officially a weeb podcast now. For realsies, I I haven't oh. I haven't downloaded Carmen Rider Deno just because I was dissatisfied with the subs that were available on pirated <laughs> streaming versions. Oh Deno, I love it. Don't start. We'll be here all night. I know. <laughs> what if they had a um, Deno dating game though? Uh, I if Deno had come out like now, then it that, would. That absolutely would be. Oh. You could you could date all the demon sand boys. Yes. Oh, I made myself sad. <laughs> we can make it happen. We can kickstart it. <laughs> you think they're and just be like, hey, Tony or Bandai or whoever the fuck. <laughs> whoever owns this, this one. <laughs> oh my god. They'll be like, no. <laughs> okay, thank you for your time. Thanks for not suing us. Um, <laughs> so, you're going to go away and watch Token Ranbu Hanamaru. Yes. I'm going to go away and read The, the Night, Night Beyond, Beyond the Tricornered Window? Yes. Cool. And then we'll get back together 
in two weeks or six months or three years. We'll see how it goes. Are we... We talked about doing a different... Yes. Yes. You... Okay, I wanted to remind uh, you. So. As we talked about at the end of the last episode, we are going to be doing a different format this for like what I'm... I guess you could call like season two of The Wreckers is... Mm-hmm. Previously, we had reconvened and talked, like, just done one episode where we talk about our findings. Both things. For it, f- Yeah, for both things. But uh, this time, we're going to do them as separate episodes. So there's going to be, like, two separate shorter episodes following this one. where One where we'll talk about The Night Beyond the Tricorder Window. One where we talk about Token Rambu Hanamaru. And you can listen to it. <laughs> that's how it works. Because that's how podcasts work. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> So yeah, join us in. However you know, long, I'll I'll leave this bit blank so then I can like edit in later how long it actually two takes. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. Like call on like call on like movie phone like yeah. two weeks. Yeah. So join us whenever. Um, if you're like alien robots in the far future who found this and there isn't a next one, sorry. Shit I'm not came sorry. Up. Shit came up. Obviously, it's probably your fault. Robots. Yeah. Goddamn, coming over here, taking our batteries. I don't mean that, robots. Please be nice to me. <laughs> oh my god. We'll, All right. We'll we'll sell out on claims of human survivors for oh, our yeah. own gain. I for one welcome our robot. We never we never know we we never know how to end these, and I think we really pro- don't. That's probably like the weird. I don't. Know I how should to just end start screaming Aloha and just end it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the, that's like the safe word for the podcast, <laughs> so that you know it's over. Yeah. But, um, okay. All right, so yeah uh, we'll see you next time bye aloha